Good afternoon. I'm Zach Callens with your KSOM and KS95 Sports Update. The Cougars girls basketball team continues to see wins in their favor after they beat Glennon Ralston on Tuesday, 70 to 26. After having seven games in nine days, head coach Joe Walm saw a slower pace for his girls, but they kicked it into fifth gear and put down 51 points in the first half. Well, you know, I think the Glidden game, I thought uh, our press in the first half um, was very good. We were a little sluggish on offense. You know, I told the girls, like, it was the first time we've looked tired after, you know, seven games in nine days. So, but after about a two or three minute spell where we weren't playing great, we kicked it right back into high gear and ended the first half with 51 points. And I thought we executed very well. With so many games in a row, the Cougars took yesterday off as they practice tonight in preparation for a good Xyra EHK team tomorrow. Well, actually, we took yesterday off, game of day off. Um, we're going to get back in the gym today after school. and it's gonna, Like you said, it's going to be nice to actually have a practice, working on some fundamental things um, instead of just being in game prep mode. Um, so it's going to be nice to have an actual practice um, you know, and, and have some time to prepare for you know, a very good EHA, Xyra EHK team on Friday. Looking at Xyra EHK, the Spartans are led by Taryn Peterson, averaging 20 points and 3.9 steals per game, while Jalen Peterson averages 14.4 points and 8.3 rebounds per game this season. The last time these two teams faced off, Eva Stephenson put down 16 points for Cam, while Taryn Peterson had 35 as Cam came out on top 59-53. to yeah, absolutely. You know, the first game here, we were lucky to get out of here with a win. Um, you know, and Taryn had 35 points that night. We got to do a much better job of not allowing her open threes. And it's very tough because she can, you know, she can really stretch the floor and take some deep threes and doesn't need a lot of room. Um, so, you know, that's going to be the, the first objective. The next one, you know, like you said, uh, the other Peterson, um, yeah, Jalen, she's a very good player too, very skilled and, you know, really crashes the old boards. We got to keep her off the glass. And then, you know, I think another wild card for them, uh, Miss Hannah, Hannah, I think you know, started to play her best ball. She missed a, a good part of the season at the beginning of the year of an injury. Getting her back healthy is going to be huge for them too. So, well, I'm just going to have to do a very good job on defense controlling those three and not giving them open looks. The key factor this season for Cam has been their defensive pressure, especially in the press. Carly Dennis has been one of those sparks defensively, averaging 2.6 steals per game. Well, I think this is probably one of our best years we've had as a pressing team. Um, our girls are doing a very good job. You know, Carly Dennis has really turned it up for us the last few games on the defensive end, and she's a spark for us. And that's the kind of stuff we need. And, you know, I think that she's been huge for us, giving us that spark of energy when we're tired and stuff. She comes in, she makes a great hustle play. Doesn't always score a ton of points, but she does the little things that really, really help us on the defensive end. And, that, you know, that helps us lead to easier buckets and transition on offense as well. Looking ahead, Cam is looking to see if they can earn a win on Friday to help put them in a good position for postseason action. With the brackets released yesterday, the Cougars are set to be facing off against the winner of Orion Maxburg and Murray on February 13th. Cam is hoping to carry their current momentum with them into regional play. Well, obviously you want some momentum headed into the postseason. Right now we have that. Can we capitalize and keep it going? Um, we know it's going to be a tough test on Friday. You know, rivalry game at the opponent's place, a little harder to play on the road, a place we haven't won a whole bunch. So um, it's going to take a, a, a lot of effort and hard work. But, you know, if we can get some momentum and get that going headed in the postseason, I think that would be great for our girls. Um, so, you know, it's just trying to get back to that and get that momentum going our way. The Cougars will face off against Xyra EHK tomorrow in Elkhorn for a 6 p.m. start. 
KSLM 96.5 will be live with myself, Zach Collins, on the call with the pregame show starting at 5.40 p.m. And speaking of girls' high school basketball, let's take a look at tonight's high school girls' basketball schedule. In the Hawkeye 10 Conference, Kemper Catholic will take on number 6 Harlan at 6 p.m. as Glenwood takes the hardwood against St. Albert also at 6 o'clock. In the West Central Conference, HSCW battles Riverside at 6 p.m., while Boyer Valley takes on IKM Manning in a non-conference matchup also at 6 o'clock. In the Rolling Valley Conference, number 13, Coon Rapids Baird hosts ACGC in non-conference action and a tough matchup at 6 p.m. In the Corner Conference, Cindy hosts Southwest Valley in non-conference action at 6 o'clock. In the Pride of Iowa Conference, Mount Air battles against Central Decatur at 6 as Wayne will tip off against number 14 Sheraton in non-conference action at 6.15 p.m. And to finish things off in the West Central Conference, Interstate 35 battles against number 3 Des Moines Christian also at 6.15 p.m. You can check out the full schedule for both boys and girls high school basketball right on our website at westerniowatoday.com. ACGC finished last week with a tough day of competition on Saturday against some top teams in the state of Iowa including Southeast Polk and Pleasantville. The Chargers had a few place finishers, with Peyton Jacoby at 285 finishing second, Tegan Slaybaugh at 120 in third, and Gavin Sloss at 126 in sixth. Head coach Lane Rumblehart liked to see some different challenges and teams along the way to prepare for a tough road ahead. Yeah, it was a tough tournament this year. You know, 24 teams, you brought in Southeast Polk, uh, JV for the first time, St. Angsker for the first time. I think Central Springs might have been their first time. Um, a lot of good, solid teams, Nevada, and then everybody in our conference. So, um, yeah, it, it was a great day for competition for sure. I mean, we had a, a 120 bracket stack with seven or eight guys ranked, same at 126. You know, just a, just a place in those brackets. I mean, the, a lot of those brackets this weekend, I would put it state quality or, or even higher when you mix the 1A and 2A teams together. Um, it's the kind of competition we like to see this time of year because it gives us a really good feel right before that state tournament. So, yeah, I was really proud of all the effort uh, of all those guys finding their way to finish as high as they could. While the conference tournament was supposed to take place on January 13th, it was moved to February 1st due to weather conditions overall. Coach Rumelhart is excited for his boys to get some action against some top wrestlers in the conference. The Chargers will not be taking on any of their conference opponents after this tournament, as they'll be headed to a separate district at Riverside for regionals. We don't see anybody in our conference in our in our district, um, so it's kind of refreshing just to know we're going in and, and seeing guys that we're familiar with, but we don't have to see again in, in a week or so. So it's nice to just go in with some really solid competition. Conference, you know, we finished kind of on the right in the middle in, in our conference the last few years, and our conference is really tough right now for wrestling. Everyone's goal on the team, including, you know, not just my goal for the team, but all of our wrestlers is to finish in that top half, top third of our conference tomorrow. So it's going to take a whole wide team effort. we got a few guys still banged up a little bit, but uh, I think if everybody just goes and does what they do best, I think we'll find ourselves in that, that top third. The Chargers hit the mats today for the West Central Conference Tournament in ACGC High School, which starts at 5 p.m., in the state girls wrestling tournament is today. Austin West has been reporting with all these scores and updates throughout the day. Let's get you one here on our KSM Sports Update. As Jazz Christensen of SWAT fell in a 7-6 decision to Taylor Kevin of Iowa City Liberty. And at 140, Mia South fell to Naomi Templeman of Raccoon River Northwest. 
And at 155, Stella Beatty was defeated by Kylie James by fall. For Riverside, Carly Henderson won by fall for the Bulldogs over Safra Olsen of Clear Lake. And the Bulldogs' Veronica Scheschinger falling to Grace Storgen of APGC. However, at 125, Molly Allen of Riverside won by fall over Ava Stretzer of Durant. For Red Oak, Josie McCann fell to Jalen Daly of Davenport. And at 130, Nicole Bond of Red Oak won by fall over Maylee Medbury. For Missouri Valley, at 120, Jordan Buffum of Missouri Valley won by fall over Ella Denise of Southeast Polk. At 135, Brooklyn Lang of Missouri Valley won by fall over Annalise Ursenega of Osage. At 155, Nicole Olson of Missouri Valley won by fall over Ashlyn Carter Shook of Mount Vernon. For Logan Magnolia, Nancy Bowen at 155 won by fall over Elise Lewis of Muscatine. For Clorinda, Jasmine Ludicky of Ottawa won by fall over Clorinda's Camby Gordon at 110. And at 115, Randy Welchens fell to Molly Seck of Sioux City North as Clorinda will be done for the state tournament. Earlham's Haley Glade won by fall over Emerson Barlett of Cedar Falls as she'll continue on. And for Glenwood, Cameron Justice of Sumner Fredericksburg beating Glenwood's Emily Lundvall by a 6-4 decision at 115. Austin Wallace will continue to update you throughout the day with all of your wrestling final scores. Right on 96.5 KSOM. In collegiate news, a record was broken in Iowa's 110-74 victory over Northwestern last night, as Caitlin Clark is now the Big Ten all-time leading scorer and is second in the NCAA's all-time scoring list, as she now has 3,300-plus points, 900-plus assists, and 800-plus rebounds in her career. The senior had 35 points and 10 assists, knocking down a double-double on the night. The Hawkeyes will return to action on Saturday, February 3rd, when they battle Maryland, starting at 7 p.m. The Drake men's basketball team got back into action last night as they deemed the beacon of light for Valparaiso as they came out on top 81-70 at the Knapp Center. Darnell Brody had a double-double with 19 points and 18 rebounds from the field, marking a valley high. On the opposite end, the beacon leader was Isaiah Stafford as he went 12-21 from the field and knocked down 32 points for his new career high. Drake will return back to the hardwood on Saturday when they take on valley leader Indiana State at 5 p.m. And the Magic Ant Hilton is still alive, even for the women's team, as they won 78-64 over Oklahoma State on Wednesday night. Leading on the night for Iowa State was Audie Crooks, as she put down her new career high of 29 points, going 14-21 from the field, shooting no threes on the night. The Cyclones will travel to Orlando for their next competition against UCF on Saturday, February 3rd at 11 a.m. For news, sports, and more, check out our website, at westerniowatoday.com. I'm Zach Callens with this sports update.